0: Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on news talk. Day after it took over its largest rival shares in UBS had a roller coaster ride yesterday. It started the day down as much as 15% and ended up 3% as investors are trying to digest one of the most controversial forced banking mergers in history. The real concern now is that bondholders in the soon-to-be-defunct Credit Suisse lost out while some shareholders held on to some of their value. That could set a very dangerous precedent and a massive contagion or disruption elsewhere. To discuss the ramifications of the UBS merger and other market news in the banking sector, I'm joined now by Andreas Kleinau, the Chief Investment Officer with ACS Asset Management and author of the best-selling novel, A Most Private Bank. And Paul Kavanaugh is the Chief Executive of Patronus Partners and a regular contributor to the programme. Good morning to you both. Good morning, morning. John. Can I start with Andreas, please? What did you make of the shotgun wedding of uh, UBS and uh, Credit Suisse?
1: Well, not a dull day. Uh, it was not terribly surprising that it was forced through. This has been in the making for years, given the given the rather severe mismanagement of Credit swiss over the past decade. Uh, the details were interesting and surprising in some uh, some uh, regards, but nothing overly dramatic. I think it's uh, been made to a larger story in some contexts than, than it maybe should be.
0: Well, uh, if the two biggest banks in a very large banking market are kind of forced to get married, that is that is a big deal. What did you make of the fact that 81 bondholders uh, took a haircut while not all shareholder value was destroyed?
1: Well, that was quite interesting But what you have to keep in mind here is that if you read the prospectus of these bonds, and I admit that I hadn't done it before this either, but the prospectus clearly state that these are not convertible to equity. These are write-offs. So... Mm. The fact is that most of the holders of these bonds didn't read the prospectus and didn't know what they invested in. And, of course, that is an unusual prospectus, but that is the case. To now afterwards come and say that you didn't read the prospectus, that is not generally how the finance world works.
0: Yeah, and UBS will now have to fire a lot of Credit Suisse people.
1: Oh, yes, that is a very large problem for, uh, for us here in Switzerland, for the financial sector. This will be a bloodbath in the, in the financial sector, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Can I bring you in, Paul, Paul Kavanagh from Patronus Partners? Um, a very, very volatile day for banking shares yesterday.
2: It certainly was. Um, obviously, Monday morning coming into to sort of the reaction to the news over the weekend. Uh, the initial reaction, of course, um, is concern about this sort of contagion spreading. And so we obviously saw other stories that are developing in the US at the moment. So the sector was very much under pressure. Um, and as you said earlier, um, some of those sort of UBS type of shares were were trading in excess of ten percent down at the beginning, but uh, a, a big U turn um, towards the close of play to end up in positive territory. So it was uh, a lot of uh, frantic trading on, um, on on there, but uh, certainly a calmer picture as we go into uh, into Tuesday's trading.
0: Now, Paul. Uh, I mentioned AT1 bondholders, um, additional tier one um, bondholders, and the other central banks in Europe, namely the European Central Bank and the Bank of England, were quick to put out statements once the Swiss decided that they would burn those bondholders.
2: Well, that's correct. It, it it's really important this this tier of capital. It was introduced, you know, sort of post the last financial crisis, ten fifteen years ago, um, as a way for banks to raise this additional tier capital. This is what AT1 stands for, um, and, uh, and and it, it's really been an important important part of the uh, the capital structure um, in making sure that banks have more financial resilience. Um, and uh, I think there was general concern that, of course. Uh, this this move could wipe out this particular industry and and that's why you say the other regulators step very quickly and say hey you know in our world um the non swiss world these are protected uh, bonds they certainly would rank higher than equity. um as as your previous guest said you know make sure you read the prospectus but um uh, i think they went quite a long way yesterday to assuage the the sort of fears that were spreading early on in 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 the um in 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 the day and hopefully uh sort of protecting most people in this sector and, and stopping some sort of contagious spread
0: yeah andreas can i come back to you is this whole episode embarrassing for swiss banking as a whole would you say
1: Oh, very much so. Uh, This is still the second largest bank in the country that uh, has created an enormous global problem, but it is not something that happened in the last week. It is uh, actually nothing really new in the last week. This has been going on for years, and this has been an embarrassing bank for multiple years.
0: Uh, And and in terms of the regulator, in terms of the finance ministry, in terms of of the Swiss system itself, uh, will anything change as a result of this kind of shotgun wedding?
1: Well, I don't think anybody has really had time to stop and, and think about the larger ramifications for the banking system as such. Obviously, in the short run, massive changes. We now only have one bank. We have a government waiver against competition laws. This cannot remain, of course. Uh, they need to overhaul the, the risk management. They need to rein in some of the uh, some of the wilder mentalities. Uh, this bank has, as, you, as, you, as I'm sure you know, been known quite some time to take absolutely crazy risk. And they keep having scandal after scandal. This system can no longer be allowed, I would hope.
0: Now, let's go back to Paul Kavanaugh. Um, We talked about contagion. Um, It also could have a major impact on what central banks might do. Suddenly, people are saying that there will be a pause uh, in the rate hiking
2: yes that's right we 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 this week we have um uh, inflation data tomorrow and of course in the u s um, and the UK interest rate decisions, and ask us a, a week ago, um, ten days ago, where we thought rates were heading um, at this decision. It was almost guaranteed to be a sort of further rate increase, and the, the odds have been slashed to evens now about whether they'll make the decision. Um, I suspect um, the, the the difficulty for central banks in the in, in these areas is is that uh, um, they really have one objective here, and that's to get inflation down. Um, And the unfortunate aspect that we've seen so far is that the economies have proved to be quite resistant, even though that we have rates up at 4%, 4%, 4.5%, and job numbers have been good um, retail spending has been good and inflation just a little bit more resilient so if they take off the pressure at this stage because of this banking crisis you know their credibility about dealing with it will come under question so it's a really difficult it's probably one of the most difficult decisions that they've faced on rates for and um, for for some time and, uh, and and as I say the market's split about which direction they'll go okay
0: stay with us Paul and Andreas and uh, we're back in a moment continuing this discussion Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Business Person of the Month with Evershed Sutherland, Ireland's most established and largest global law firm. Yeah, each month we will showcase some of the country's finest business leaders and innovators working at the biggest and smallest companies in Ireland. The award of Business Person of the Month will reflect excellence within the recipient's profession. Remember, it's open to all types of companies, large or small, so if you know a candidate who you feel has excelled in their field, you can nominate them for a Business Person of the Month. You can even nominate yourself. Simply go to Newstalk.com forward slash nominate. Newstalk.com forward slash nominate. We intend doing our interview with the monthly winner at the end of this month, and that's thanks to Eversheds Sutherland, Ireland's largest and most established global law firm. Now, welcome back to Paul and Andreas Clay now, who are discussing the uh, banking jitters that we've seen. Paul Kavanagh, can I come to you, please? Um, do you expect these market jitters to persist now for another few weeks?
2: They, typically, they do. Uh, when when we have these sort of changes um, to, to the environment, it, it tends to... Um, it it tends to throw out many of the weaker players what we've got to stand back and recognize um why are we getting into this position is that it it really i think the root of it is in the amount of debt that sits in the system and we're trying to address inflation inflation is running way out of control um and starting to really be impacted on everybody's day-to-day living at the moment and when you're trying to control inflation You can't necessarily do that with financial stability because there's just too much debt out there at the moment. They've moved interest rates so quickly um, um, over the course of the last few months. And just think back to where we were six, seven months ago, Mm. there was interest rates that were negative throughout Europe, you know, bonds that were trading and that we're delivering guaranteed negative yields to the banks. And you you have trillions of dollars of bonds that are sitting there that have had this big swing. And that's what I say is when you're trying to address inflation by marking up interest rates so quickly, it's very hard to do that and at the same time have financial stability. And what we're seeing now really are some of the weaker players sort of coming, coming to the surface. And it would be a huge bet for us to sit here today and say, we think we've got this now covered. and um, um, I think more things will generally unravel over time and we will have to just deal with it each episode as, as, it, as, as it comes. It's not necessarily a reason to say, run scared, but it is to recognise that uh, the markets are going, going through changes at the moment and we are really, really starting to see some of the weaker players being sort of flushed out.
0: Now let's go to Switzerland. Andreas Klee now. um do you think there will be plenty of lawsuits in Switzerland from burned bondholders?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, not just on bondholders. There will be plenty of lawsuits all around. I think the bondholders have very little case here, given what I have seen in the in the prospectus. But there will for sure be, bond- will be, be lawsuits. I would expect uh, major shareholder lawsuits as well. I doubt that they will be successful, but we will definitely see legal, ex- legal action on this one.
0: And do you think the Swiss will continue hiking interest rates or will they take a pause given the fact that they're at the epicenter of this story?
1: I believe that everybody is taking a pause at the moment. We have seen, as as Paul rightly pointed out, we have have seen here the repercussions of the inflation fighting and what might happen. The regulators and the central banks all over are, I would say, worried at this time. And this is not the time to rock the boat. This is the time to wait and see what what comes out of the the last time they rocked the boat. So I I would say we see a a calming, more and more careful posture from regulators all around, including Switzerland.
0: Okay, Paul. Can I kind of finish with you and move to the United States and to Amazon? They announced a further nine thousand job cuts.
2: Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, further ramifications here of a slowing economy. Amazon are a bellwether um, to recognise what is happening uh, across the board. Um, They employ one and a half million people worldwide. Um, In January, they announced 18,000 job cuts and yesterday a further 9,000. So um, you can see the sort of proportion of scaling back. What was quite interesting about yesterday's jobs, when when we think about Amazon job losses, in the first round it was a lot of um, labor um, and lower paid um, uh, jobs that were lost yesterday they, they were the higher paid jobs um, amazon are a huge provider of web services that sort of gubbings at the back that ensures that your, your the internet runs um, and your websites run efficiently and it's amazon web services which could take a lot of these job hits and they tend to be sort of higher corporate earners Within the group that, uh, uh, that that will be losing their jobs yesterday, so it is going to be a theme. Um, when we saw this inflation fighting and interest rate rises going on, that we expected to see unemployment begin to rise. And as we've spoken about with Credit Suisse, probably you know twenty or thirty thousand jobs going there um, out of one hundred twenty thousand, and Amazon um, doing the same. And the final point really is that those big technology companies in the US have all been. Um, announcing job cuts and, um, and and their stock prices have been responding positively to a resizing of these organisations and recognition that the markets going forward are going to be, or the economies that they deal in, are going to be uh, not quite, quite as large as they were expecting just 18 months ago.
0: Would it be fair to say they were in a tech and banking autumn, i.e. There's a, the, the jitters in both of those sectors are going to persist for a bit? <laughs>
2: Yes, that's right. I mean, there, there just isn't the level of business out there that, you know, these economies are not growing. Um, when economies grow, the, the major fuel towards um, economies growing are energy um, and banking and, and, and banking at the moment. That's what drives these economies. And as we've seen, we've had an energy shock, which has really taken some of the heat out of the economic growth. And now we've got a banking shock and that will do, do, do the same. And, and companies that operate in that environment, um, such as Amazon, which are at the heart of sort of retail spending are recognised in that the outlook for economic growth is much more subdued than it was. And, um, and out of one and a half million people, they've got to resize. And there are many businesses that uh, are going through that process now.
0: Thanks Paul. That's Paul Kavanaugh, the chief executive of Petronas Partners, and Andreas Kleinau, a uh, Swiss banking expert and chief investment officer with Acus uh, Investment and the author of the book A Most Private Bank. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air Weekday Mornings at 7 on News Talk.